Have you thought about how your business could align itself with charities and whether or not it should? That's what we talk about in episode 41 of Social Media Simplified. You're listening to Social Media Simplified with Lara Wellman, the podcast for business owners who want to harness the power of digital marketing to grow their business online. Jenny Mitchell is a great friend of mine, and she's actually a member of the mastermind that I'm a part of. And we were having a great conversation, and it led to the idea that she could come onto the podcast and we could talk about business and charitable giving and how those two things go together. So that's what we're talking about today, and we're just going to jump on into the conversation now. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Jenny. I'm really excited to have you here. Hello, Lara. I'm going to start off just by having you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. Sounds great. Uh, My name is Jenny Mitchell. I'm a CFRE, a certified fundraising executive, and I educate and empower fundraisers to raise more money for their organizations. How I do that? Oh, gosh, there's so many ways, Lara. But um, one of the ways I do that is through coachings one-on-one with staff members of not-for-profits. Another way I do that is coaching boards who are volunteers um, on not-for-profit boards actually across Canada through my online training programs. Awesome. And you and I were having a conversation about you coming on the podcast and about all the ways that business owners can start to think about fundraising and getting involved with different organizations and what the value might be in doing that for them. So I just wanted to start off by having that conversation, right? What Mm -hmm. do you see for business owners as being the value of really getting involved in charitable organizations? So let's call this podcast the intersection point of business and charity. How's that? Okay. Sure. Um, I think that's a great opener with that wonderful umbrella. And maybe there's two parts, Lara, to address. There's the business, which has marketing goals and business goals. And we're going to, I'd love to talk a little bit about how they can maximize value by partnering with a charity. But maybe also there's part two, which is the business owner. How does that person that runs the business want to contribute to the community, want to be part of society, uh, want to leave their mark behind? What we do in the world today echoes in eternity, as my planned giving professionals like to talk about. And so those would be kind of the two two sides of the intersection point of business and charity that I'd be happy to, to speak about. Okay, so let's start with the fact that businesses, we're, we're always trying to find ways to get our name out into places and there's a marketing side to it. Like, how do mm-hmm. you think about marketing and charity together? Like, what is it that yeah. you think is the first thing to start thinking about so that that feels like a good fit? Well, I love the fact that I'm talking to business owners on this podcast because normally I'm talking to not-for-profit professionals explaining to them that sponsorship is a business decision. It comes out of a marketing budget. So I'm sure your listeners will appreciate that when they invest in a sponsorship opportunity that might happen to be with a charity, they're looking for return on investment. They want to know how many potential new buyers they can be in front of. They want to see what kind of a visibility is for their logo. They want to make sure that their marketing dollars are invested wisely. And so normally I'm coaching the charity to speak in business terms, to be efficient with meetings, to make sure they really understand the marketing value behind what they're offering so that there's a good fit between the business and the charity. Um, Just a quick example, Lara, I always say that, you know, if you're a toy company, 
it's probably not a good use of your marketing dollars to invest in the local beer tent at your community event. It's not a good fit between your business brand and your charitable dollars, for example. I've seen that happen, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and that is, right? When In all marketing, you need to be uh, really clear on who your target audience is, what they care about, what they are paying attention to in life. And one of the, the business lessons that I'm, or marketing lessons, really, that I'm talking to business owners on a regular basis is, is that you need to know what your audience does in their spare time. What do they mm-hmm. care about? And so this would be an opportunity once you're really clear on what your audience cares about, to find an organization that speaks to them on a level that's a little bit different than just what you do, right? You bet. And uh, I love the way you kind of implied aligning values, right? Finding your, understanding your business brand and the values that your business upholds and partnering with a charity. And notice I use the word partnering, not a one-off, but finding a way to partner with them for mutual advantage. A sponsorship or a partnership has to work both ways. And uh, I think the act of being creative and investing your time for the long term is really important too. So Maybe deciding what kinds of organizations you want to support, but I see a trend, Lara, that we're going with much deeper relationships more long-term because the world is busy and the one-offs, it takes too long to build those relationships uh, and the return on investment isn't happening in the first year. It's more of a one to three-year relationship and we keep measuring to make sure that both parties are getting out of the experience um, what they need and what they want. Great. What I'm thinking of, too, is for a company with a really big budget, I can see how they could do really big sponsorships year Mm -hmm. over year. But what about a smaller business? Are there opportunities that can actually pay off that are not hugely financially big? (laughs) Absolutely. And you've got to know how to scale things, right? So one thing just to highlight from a business perspective, too, I mean, we've talked already about marketing um, dollars, but there's also other buckets in businesses. So there might be a corporate social responsibility bucket. That's where you show your value to your investors and your stakeholders. There's also employee engagement. So you were talking about small shops, small family businesses, right? You may choose to have your employee engagement event or your employee appreciation event connected to a charitable activity. Uh, could be painting, could be doing all the burger flipping at the local XYZ. These are great ways to align your business with the charity and create, like I was saying earlier, about those deeper relationships. As far as scaling small to big, you know, I always say the bigger the partnership, the bigger the sponsorship dollars, the longer it's going to take to confirm and get sign off on. The joy of being a little bit smaller is that you can be more creative and um, you can really get a chance to understand what your local Main Street, whatever that shop is, wants to get out of it. Just on a very simple level about being creative, I've seen scenarios where business owners have offered their space for board meetings because the the charity is looking for a space on a Wednesday night at seven o'clock and the uh, business is happy to open up their space to have that board meeting because it brings new potential retailers across their threshold. Great example of a creative partnership um, for mutual benefit. Which really means that you have to have had a conversation with the organization to see if that's something they need, right? You need to be willing to Mm -hmm. have that relationship. And you got to lean in, right? And you got to keep talking to them and you got to stay in touch. I always say the place that sponsorship always falls down is when either side, I would say, the business or the charity doesn't keep engaging, right? So the moment the money is put on the table, Lara, that is the beginning 
of a beautiful friendship, right? It's not the end of a beautiful friendship. So once that money's put on the table and someone says, yes, you know, charity XYZ, I love what you do. And I'm looking forward to learning more about you. Unfortunately, often that's the last conversation that happens for six months until someone thinks, oh, gee, yeah, we're going to have to renew that sponsorship. (laughs) As opposed to keeping in touch, inviting them to your events, letting that business owner have speaking opportunities, if that's part of your agreement, really letting them show their brand through the charity. And great uh, not-for-profit professionals understand the value of those relationships because they'd much rather work with fewer businesses more intimately for maximum impact. And as you're talking, I'm thinking about even some of the things I've done. You know, I did a the biz studio. We did a holiday luncheon last year, and we just did a donation. Um, some people donated extra. We did a 50-50. We did all kinds of stuff for the local food bank. But mm-hmm. I just made the donation. I never did anything in terms of reaching out to them and thinking about what they might want or, you know, doing anything specific promotion-wise. So when people are thinking about doing something like that, giving a portions of proceeds or something like that, is that the kind of thing that, you know, all these organizations would want to hear about ahead of time that are worth having conversations about? Well, from using that as a great example, Lara, um, in the modern world of social media and et cetera, if they can do some promotion of your holiday lunch, right, on a very simple level, don't expect that, you know, charities are very time pressed, but a smart charity, a smart staff member will realize that a retweet takes what, Lara? 0.5 of a second, (laughs) right? And if Lara, the business owner, was able to frame two two paragraph two sentences about an upcoming event, that might end up in its third, in the charity's third party successes uh, newsletter or example. So I think what I would use the takeaway from that that story is make sure you close the loop, right? The donation was made. Everybody felt great at the holiday party. Wouldn't it be nice to know how that money was used and close that loop to the people that attended the holiday party, right? Yeah. So just take that relationship a step further, especially if people are already doing something like that in the first place. Yeah. And we don't have time for one-offs in this world, do we? Things are, we're too busy. It's so much more. And I think that people are actually craving connection, which kind of is a nice segue into the idea of the business owner themselves. But I find more and more with the speed of the world, we're really wanting to leave a mark or know that we made a difference on this planet. And I, I think charity... Um, we are not the cold, callous business people of the 1980s, right? The madmen or not the madmen, but, you know, the sort of uh, false uh, fronts, the corporate entities. We are people and our brands are very much based around the people in our businesses, which I think is a great opportunity for charities. Yeah. Okay. So then let's jump into mm-hmm. the business owner. I, Lara, am, am thinking I want to get a little bit more out of closer yeah do something that's meaningful um, but I don't have a lot of time and I don't want to do things when I also should be thinking about my business so is that where we start thinking about the opportunities that fit well with my values and my business or let's I'll let you go but that's sort of where I started to think yeah and um I kind of describe volunteers in two buckets, right? There's the burger flippers, people that you call that will show up to flip burgers for you, love to do it, delighted to be there. And then there's kind of the people that are willing to sit around a board table, talk about strategic planning, lean into uh, questions about vision and mission of organizations. Let's call those the two extremes, Lara, of the volunteer spectrum. And I think as a business owner, you'll know who you are, right? And you know how much time you have. The world needs burger flippers just as much as they, as they need strategic planners, right? And your presence at that 
volunteer barbecue as a community-minded business owner will not go unnoticed. So there's a real good value there for you to be present. I mean, the politicians have been doing it for years, right, guys? Yeah. (laughs) Showing up. Showing up is number one. But I also think that if you would like to meaningfully contribute and if you found an organization that you can really get behind, I mean, it's usually people choose charities based on their beliefs. I've said that before their values. But it it can also change depending on your age and where you're at in life, right? I have two kids. So right now, you know, children's charities are pretty near and dear to my heart, as are, interestingly enough, charities about seniors, because I've also got older parents, and I've seen that also firsthand. So as a business owner, um, is there a place on a volunteer committee um, where you can contribute with your skills? And I will tell you this, There is a beautiful marriage between business owners who are action-oriented and like to do things and fundraising boards because business owners tend to be people and entrepreneurs are people who like to get from A to B in a fast path. They're less interested than our government types of assessing the risk analysis of the processes and making sure that the strategic plan is, is mapped out clearly for the next five to 10 years. Business owners don't have time for that. They want plans, but they also want to see action. Absolutely. So they are, Let's, what can we do? How quickly can we do it? Like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they want to help usually. I mean, and if they've been motivated by the cause. So as I always coaching my not-for-profit people to say, remember that profile. The business owner is someone who likes to take action. So don't set them up in a committee where all they do is sit around and listen to other people talk, for example. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I've had great fundraising committee meetings with business owners where all we do is touch base over conference call once every two weeks and everybody gets their action items. They love working like that. So there is absolutely Absolutely a place for the intersection point of business and charity. And I, I guess I'd just like to highlight too that what I love about this podcast is we're kind of debunking the myth that business owners aren't charitable or that business owners don't care. I think often as charities, we approach them with the wrong ask. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think that's sometimes where we're at fault on that front. So what, what do we do as a business owner? What is a good thing for us to start thinking about for us to start planning for so that we can get more involved on boards or by sponsoring things? Like what, what do you think is the first step? Wow. Oh, I have so many first steps. Okay. How do I keep it simple? So first step would be, is there a charity that's crossed your path, Facebook or through personal experience or something you've been touched by that you'd like to know more about? And maybe on a very simple level, like zero engagement would be just sign up for their newsletter, find out what they're talking about. If you wanted to take it a step further, I think uh, an opportunity to meet with somebody from that charity to find out if there's some connections and some relationships to be built. Boy, if I was a not-for-profit professional, I would jump at the chance if a businessman or businesswoman uh, reached out to me and wanted a meeting. So those would be two steps. I'm not saying dive in, feet first, hop on on a committee. I'm saying get to know them. Find out if there's a good fit, right? Go on a date. <laughs> Go on, take your favorite charity on a date. That's my advice to you, Lara. Take them with you. Uh, you know, have a cup of coffee. See if they like the same kind of things as you do. And you can always drop into the conversation things you were thinking would be helpful to them and see how they react to them. And, and does it make sense then to sort of test drive the relationship before you're trying to get on a board? I think yes. 
I think once you're on the board, it's a lot harder to get off the board. And um, we want volunteering to be a positive experience. We know the modern volunteer is a different beast than in the past. Modern volunteers want to know exactly what they're in for. I mean, in fact, when I work with not-for-profits, I, I actually have stopped calling them like meetings <laughs> and I call them task forces. So I invite people to join us for a specific amount of time for six meetings or for six uh, conference calls because I find um, that the word task force sounds so much more palatable than joining a committee. I mean, how many <laughs> negative associations do we have with the word committee, huh? Yeah, and it feels, you know, like there's a start and end and that can feel a little bit more manageable than you want me on a committee that's going to be making random decisions for years to come before we get anywhere. But keep it in mind that people buy from businesses or people that they like, know, and trust, right? Mm -hmm. There is nothing more valuable or fastest way to get to know someone is to engage with them in a, some kind of an environment where you show your expertise or where you show your, your value and your, your humanity maybe as yeah. a business owner. Absolutely. I love all of this. So I know that you have some great content on your website. If somebody is at a place where they're, they've joined a board where they're trying to help an organization raise more money, you have lots and lots of great content on your website. So I think that we can put a link to that and your email newsletter in case anybody's interested in the show notes. Sounds super. And I'll just say that it's my company name is Chavender. And the way you'll remember it is it's Chavender like lavender, but a CH at the front. <laughs> Absolutely. That's great. Is there any last thought that you want to leave my listeners with on that intersection of business and, and charitable giving? You betcha. Life is short. Lean in. It's worth it. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining me, Jenny. We'll put all those links in the show notes. And I really appreciate you taking the time to chat today. Oh, thanks very much, Lara. I hope you got a lot of great ideas on how you might be able to align yourself with some charities based on this conversation. I know that I actually got a bunch of new ones just from this conversation, even though Jenny and I have talked lots of times. Please come on over to the show notes at larawellman.com slash podcast slash 41, where I link to Jenny's website, to the opportunity for you to sign up for her email newsletter if you're interested, and to a couple of specific posts that we both thought might be of interest to you. So again, larawellman.com slash podcast slash 41. And until next time, I'll see you online. <laughs>